This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services. And a pleasant good evening to everyone. My name is Keith Williams. Welcome to the Author Showcase. The name implies that we do just that. We showcase book authors. We want, well, there's many people that have written a book and this is the place where you get showcased, uplifted. We're showing you some love. Also, if you are a blogger, you do video blogs, we got you. We are even beginning to interview musicians because they're authors as well, just on the music side. And we, if you are a publisher and you have a publishing service that you want to put out there, we got you covered too. So that's what the Author Showcase is about. And so today we have another great author with us today. His name is Jeff Bernier. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure to be here. Um, so first of all, tell everyone who you are and what you did. Yeah. So again, my name is Jeff Bernier. Um, I am the founder uh, and president of a wealth management company in Alpharetta, Georgia, which is just a suburb of Atlanta. Uh, the name of our firm is Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, and we coach families helping them create the clarity and confidence to live a great life um, through uh, sound wealth management. And um, after, I'm in my 37th year of doing this. So after 36 years of doing this, uh, I decided I wanted to write a book to share some of the things that I've learned over my 36 year journey in the in the profession and, and personally. And, um... So the way this is, will work is that we will talk about uh, your book. It's entitled The Money and Meaning Journey. Right. And, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, the company. It's called Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, LLC. Yes, yeah, so Tandem Growth, that's right. Yeah. So we will talk about that. Sure. Uh, If I can read this uh, excerpt from, uh, if I can read this excerpt here that was sent to us, uh, in his book release, The Money and Meaning Journey, Meaning, Meaning Journey, shows that it is possible for wealth and meaning to grow together in your life's second act. That it is possible to create wealth and use it to benefit your life, your family, and your surrounding community. Uh, Jeff Waltz, readers through the process of uncovering what matters most and offer a toolkit for managing money in the second act of their lives through goal-focused investing, tax planning, and estate planning. Um, so please explain what does it mean for uh, the, uh, well, actually just two things the possibility, the possible for wealth and meaning to grow together in your second, in your life second act. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so I, I think about, I think about life as, as, uh, as a journey. And so the book, the whole book uh, and the idea behind the book is to think about our life as a journey. You know, Joseph Campbell 
um, wrote a lot. Um, he was a, a, um, a, a professor and writer, uh, and, he and he studied the world religions and myth. And what you find is that in many belief systems, there is a hero's journey that we all go through in our life. And so what I tried to do in the book is try to use some of Joseph Campbell's ideas about the hero's journey. And when you think about that, we have sort of a first act of our life or the first half of our life. And we have the second act or second, third and fourth act of our life. And so what happens, I think, is many people, as they have worldly success in the first act uh, and they accomplish life goals, they get married, they get good jobs, they get promotions, they start having some measure of professional and financial success. Oftentimes, as we as we age, um, once we've accumulated some means, um, and we start planning our quote, traditional retirement, oftentimes, what we find is that we're not terribly fulfilled in all the things that used to make us happy. Uh, so uh, having financial security and having a bigger home and having country clubs and taking nice vacations and moving into retirement might not have, uh, might not give us the kind of joy and meaning that we, that we thought it would. And so as we reach midlife, we're in a very dangerous place as we start strategizing the second half. And so the idea in the book uh, is as you start moving into that second act, how do you get prepared to have to make the second act uh, better than the first act by having a life not only of financial security, that's the, the money, uh, but you also have meaning and purpose and joy in your life. And so um, the premise that I have is that we were all created by God or a creator, or whatever your faith background might be, for a purpose, and that life's journey is largely about uncovering that purpose, and what we try to do in the book, and what we try to do in our work, is to try to help people get the money out of the way, in other words, deal with the money issues, so that you can go pursue what you're called to pursue, so the, so the general idea is how do you create the means necessary to go live freely, to go pursue your vision of a meaningful life. And so that's that's kind of where we're at. And like I said, as we move into this second act, uh, as we've, again, uh, you know, may have had some world of success or uh, some, you know, uh, titles and, 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 and done some really good things, it can be empty if you're not prepared. And that's generally the idea. How do you get prepared to make the second life uh, meaningful and purposeful and joyful, but also how do you create the money? Uh, how do you make the financial planning decisions to create the, the the financial capacity to go do what you're called to do? Um, yeah, I, I know you mentioned, uh, I know you mentioned things about uh, investments, tax planning and real estate planning. Uh, but let's be real here. Um, what if you have someone that is low income, is considered to be in poverty, which 
about nearly half of the people in this country are. And you have a significant chunk of people that consider to be the middle class, not as we remember it back in the 50s and 60s. Um, middle class has changed as well. And we have a lot of people in America that's basically living, they're in survival mode. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what do you say to those people that yeah. is it that that you know obviously you know having a you know having a, a desirable lifestyle and generating wealth is nearly impossible for them because um, you know they're not thinking about they're they're not thinking about putting money in an RRA or an annuity. Yeah. or having um, a savings right. account at their local bank. They're just trying to su survive. Right. And for right. someone, you know, and this is no reflection on you. I'm just being real. No, and I get for it. someone like you to come, you know, to someone like that and say, you know, hey, you need to uh, save some money. You need to, you know, invest some of your money. Yeah. You know, I guarantee you that someone is probably going to, uh, punch you in your face right <laughs> right you know or they're going to get angry right right yeah so this this is what we're dealing with yeah i i um i don't have a great answer for you we have a we, we clearly have a societal problem when a lot of people are being left behind um some because of choices they made but oftentimes totally out of their control in other words their circumstances that they were born into, or and and they and they've been able unable to 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 get out of it uh, for a variety of of reasons that aren't that aren't always you know they're doing obviously. Uh, so you are, I think you are speaking to something that is a uh, is a societal problem that that we have to deal with, and I think um, so. The the book really will not help that individual. I, I mean, I'll tell you right now, this book is not likely to be that helpful for the individual that's in quote survival mode. However, I think, um, you, you know, it's easy for guys like me to be on high and give you prescriptions. I don't have any for these people that are uh, in survival mode. What I, what I do know is that um, um, we we still live in um, one of the wealthiest societies in the world, and there are opportunities, um, but there are but but there are many left behind. And I think um, the question I think is, um, can we can we figure out what makes us content and figure out is there a way to get enough education to earn enough income to make us content. But, um, but I think, I think what you're saying is a valid point. There are a lot of people that they're just trying to put food on the table and have shelter <laughs> and, and they don't, they don't really get, they don't get the opportunity to ask deeper questions about meaning and purpose because they're just humping it 
they're just they're just trying to make ends meet. And so I, I guess um, I'm not an expert in that area, uh, Keith. I'm, so I'm not a lot of help in that area other than to say, um, I, I think those individuals that are in that place, God loves them and there's still a purpose for their lives. And there's, um, it, it requires a whole different set of help with people that know how to help them access the resources that are available to them through government programs or um, or education programs. But I don't, again, I'm not, you, you probably have resources that are a lot more expertise in that demographic than I am. So I'm, I apologize. I don't have a lot of, um, I don't have a lot of expertise in knowledge on how to help the individual who is just trying to get by day to day in 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 uh, in their economic circumstances. And but you are correct. But, but you're correct. Guys like me that come to them and say, "Look, we need to do a financial plan," would be ridiculous. They need to figure out how to get how to how to do a budget and figure out how. I mean, my wife and I worked for a, a, a wonderful group here in in Atlanta uh, that helped some of the people in that demographic just basically do basic budgeting and help them with how to help them get out of debt because we have a debt problem. We all have a debt problem too because a lot of these individuals get into problem into challenges with with debt. And so, how do we how do we be? But again, it's 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 a very difficult challenge. Uh, I'm I'm going to say a few things and then we'll get back to, sure. you know, what you're doing. And, and the reason why I'm bringing all this up is because, you know, we know we have a debt problem. We know we have people that are in poverty. We know that there are people just struggling to meet their needs, right? Mm-hmm. We understand that. Right. But we also understand that mainstream media is not covering that. They're not talking about this because they don't think it's it's a priority. And when you have the people who are successful financially, they come into these spaces and then they expect they expect uh, people in those demographics to be like them, hmm. and that really angers you know a lot of people and. Hmm. And to and then they end up charging you. Okay, I know the secret to you know to financial success, but you gotta pay thousands of dollars for it. You know who you know who can you know who can do that? You you hear these financial planners, these gurus, as you know as they call, they claim that they have the solution to get out of debt. But when you say, well, how much it is? Oh, three thousand dollars, five thousand dollars. I'm like, how the hell can I do that? I can't do. You know, I'm already struggling. I'm going through financially, and you want me to pay you five thousand dollars for a technique that may not necessarily guarantee that I get out of debt. Right. Instead right. of being boots on the ground and say, "Okay, we got a lot of local resources that are available to you. Let's cut the red tape and let's get to the heart." of the problem. Do I hear that all the time? Absolutely not. I don't right. hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, I, I am. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a member of a couple of associations. One is called the National 
the Association of Personal Financial Advisors, and the other one is the Financial Planning Association. And uh, you, you, you are absolutely right. Um, our, our, the industry that I'm in, the, the, the fee-only wealth management industry, doesn't, doesn't really address the problems of the demographic you just described. Both associations have resources that they try to partner with local agencies and do pro bono, for, you know, basically free counseling. But it's not what it's it's really it's situational. And I don't know that it's I don't know it's the right answer for the kind of people you're talking about that are struggling that probably need someone to help them, you know, ongoing with some counseling and coaching and encouragement and knowing where all the resources are. But look, there's not that the problem you've identified is spot on. There's not a lot of financial incentives for our industry to serve that demographic. Uh, and so it has to be uh, it has to be through, um, you know, education or nonprofit or government agencies to try to come along because, Again, our industry, they are being left behind by my industry because our industry does not have the resources or um, or the expertise. Uh, and, you know, we, we you know, we, we are we are for profit companies. And, and um, so I, I think there's been I think there's been some progress in my industry in terms of pro bono planning, like the Financial Planning Association has a really good pro bono planning um, network where advisors do free financial planning. But again, as I mentioned, it's not, as you mentioned, boots on the ground, consistent over time. And that, and I, and I know that's a problem. Um, I, I must say that that is the most honest answer I have ever heard um, from a person who is expertise in in the world of finance, because when oftentimes in these podcasts that when you have um, a privileged financial expert that comes on here, um, some of the information they may present is good, um, but they're not really empathetic to what everyone is going through. It's, it's, it's only for a narrow demographic and right. episodes like that tend not to have too many uh, too many views because uh, the subject matter doesn't pertain to the majority. Let's face it, the majority of Americans are going through financial and for something like this or, or something similar to that, not gonna have a not gonna have a lot of demographics. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I go and I talk about these things to uh, people like yourself, I just want you to be aware and those who are watching and listening to be aware, hey, this this is what's going on. And no one is really advocating for those individuals, especially those that are in a position of power, that are in a position of a privilege, they're in a position to help people 
they listen to stuff like this and they brush it off. Oh, they, they if they just work hard, you know, really, really, really hard, you know, they will be in, in, in my position. It's really deeper than that. And I think a lot of people do not understand the, the history, you know, behind it. And let's be real, a lot of the people that said that they have worked hard, you know, to get what they are, they're liars. Yeah, well, absolutely. They're liars to well, a degree. Yes, I mean, look, look, I've I've been incredibly blessed, and um, and many of it, many of us have have been, um, but um, to not be empathetic to the needs of the, I mean, the group here that I worked with was called Homestretch, where we did the where we did the where we did the counseling, the budget counseling, and you know, when you look at the numbers, they just they just don't add up. There's just not enough coming in to meet. I mean, the 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 only time that the, the individual that I coached got whole was after she got her tax refund every every March, and then she then she had to live off the tax refund with the child credits and so forth. Is the only way she was able to survive the other you know ten months of the year. And because her budget was so tight and I'm not an expert on that. I mean, I could help her with some basic financial concepts around budgeting, but she needed a whole lot more help day to day than, than my industry uh, gives in terms of, um, you know, uh, financial planning or wealth management. Because again, we, that, that's not the business that we're in. Uh, and so there, there's a huge need for, for more help, I, I I agree. I'm 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 not I'm I'm not knocking you. I'm not. <laughs> I don't think it personally. I, I, am, I am not trying to. No, I get it. I'm not sure. I'm not trying to pass judgment or send vibes of condemnation. But I just want you to be aware of what yeah. the reality is versus what you're hearing in mainstream media. Right. That no one is not really talking about. Now, right. let me ask you this, and you know, we'll get back to the, the real reason why we're here. Uh, would it be something that you uh, advocate for? Is what something I would advocate for? Uh, um, to, uh, okay, so I'm pretty much, sure you are aware of the, the financial situation that's going on for the uh, majority of Americans. Um, and I understand that this, this is not your area of expertise. Right. But, but I must add if this is something if you was to would this be something that you would advocate for? Was we, 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 you know, if, if necessary, we would have a show just about what we discuss here. And we will have the experts, the, the actual experts to come in and we will have a, a deep conversation.
conditioner about this. This, this is just a surface. But if this is something that you are willing to advocate for, well, I mean, I abs well, I mean, I certainly advocate for uh, people to know where the resources are and and to get help. Uh, what that looks like again, I'm not sure. Uh, but, but yeah, I would encourage. I mean, I would like, you know, I mean, we, we're, um, I'm, you know, our church and home stretch here in Atlanta. I mean, I'm, I'm a big, hey, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm a big believer in the kind of work that they do. And I think that that's What's going on here. Yeah. Um, Just a second. I sure. Yeah, you're kind of going in and out a little bit. Think that um we're having a little bit of uh, we have a technicality issue here. Also, just bear with us. Are you still? there yeah i'm here Uh, we're having a little technical difficulties here. Um, yeah, no worries. Here, um, this normally does get back to you as soon as we can. Um, uh, we still here? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Okay. Uh, yeah, just as I thought, uh, an unstable uh, connection here. Okay, um, so we're going to uh -oh, go on. Man.
The views expressed on this program are those of the guests and not necessarily the views of management and staff of OBS Radio, OBS International, and Greater Works Business Services. Guests who appear on this podcast are not required to pay a fee and is made possible by radioguestlist.com. For more information, please visit our website at www.obsintl.cf. Follow OBS on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash broadcast section. If you want to contribute financially to help us continue broadcasting, please go to paypal.me.obsintl. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time. This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services.